Well, hello, folks. Welcome to the season two finale. <sighs> I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bry Comedy, and today we're coming at you, and uh, we're going to do a big, big show about uh, mental health. We're calling this Mental Health Review, and we found an article that helps you assess mental health uh, in yourself and in your society, and uh tips and tricks and resources so that you can find uh, not only resources for your mental health, but also uh, you can uh, identify mental health uh, problems before they begin. That's what this show is all about. We're talking about a lot of things. Uh, We'll tell stories in between, but it was a really good show. Uh, Rebecca was here with me, and we had a great time. Uh, We decided to take the uh, show on portals in the spirit realm and EVPs, and we're going to kick that to Season 3 because we really do feel that here at uh, Surviving Empathy Podcast, we've become sort of a staple uh, for people's uh, robust mental health and uh, in the winter I think that is something that we really have to pay close attention to and so um, uh, the paranormal stuff kind of sort of took the back burner this season uh, we did a little bit but not much but uh, that's okay because I think the work we're doing in the mental health field is very important and so um, this is going to be a show all about mental health um, how to assess your own mental health how to find uh, resources and how to really Um, know where to draw the line in your mental health. That's what this show is all about. So thank you for joining me for season two finale. We will be back in exactly one month, you guys. So uh, don't forget that uh, we're not going anywhere. We're just going on hiatus so I can work on my Patreon and work on my supplementary YouTube channel. I have a book that I'm writing, um, but we are going to have a Patreon uh, in a tiered system for you guys and a supplemental YouTube channel where you can kind of learn more about us and what we're doing and what we're all about. That's what this is about. Uh, So thank you. Uh, Don't forget about us on hiatus. We will be back in a month and uh, enjoy the show, you guys. Thank you for thank you so much for your friendship. Well, hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I'm your host, Brian Russell of Chef Fry Comedy, and today I have my beautiful wife and co-host, Rebecca Russell. Please say hello to the folks. Hello, folks. So, you guys, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is the uh, season two finale of Surviving Empathy podcast. And uh, we are delighted to serve you. Um, we're trying to serve the needs of empaths. We're trying to serve the needs of folks struggling with mental health. Uh, we are not trained professionals, but we are empaths, and we are people who struggle a little bit with our own mental health woes. Um, I had a little bit of a problem yesterday, and I'll talk about that. But um, <clears throat> uh, this last episode, we want it to be a kind of a, a mental health review. Um, we have spent uh, an exorbitant amount of time this season trying to uh, really get into the weeds with mental health. We, we've kind of, avo- you know, poor, poor, the, the poor other topics. They're feeling lonely and out in the cold. <laughs> Um, but uh, the paranormal stuff, uh, the cryptid stuff, uh, it kind of took a back seat this season for the simple fact that um, it's, you know, the season started post-Halloween and uh, we kind of got out of it for a little bit. But then more than that, when the wintertime comes for the vast majority of us who don't get to live in L.A., uh, we have to deal with seasons. We have to deal with people. We have to deal with snow and sleet and rain and all this fucked up shit. And so... 
Um, at the end of the day, we thought mental health was much more important uh, this time of year. So next season, we're, we're going to get all into uh, the paranormal again. We're going to get all into cryptids. I've got a ton of shows lined up. I've already done a lot of research. Um, <clears throat> but the research that I was doing for this final episode was going to be about portals, the spirit realm, uh, EVPs, and uh, discerning fact from fiction. That was the... The big topic. I've been promoting it for weeks. But at the, at the end of the day, you guys, the, the research that I've dug up is not really as comprehensive as I was hoping. Um, there are some articles about portals from NASA. And uh, already the cat is scratching. Hang tight, you guys. So that show, uh, we I kind of, I'm, I'm putting it on hold because the research that I was digging up wasn't very comprehensive. Like I said, like I was trying to say is um, I found some, uh, I found some articles on portals from NASA that talk about time-space portals or wormholes as it's classically known. Um, but I found very little <clears throat> in the, in way of uh, spiritual portals. And I've got my own views that I want to share at the end of that episode, but I just didn't dig up enough uh, examples and enough evidence to suggest that it could be a real thing. Now, that doesn't mean it's not a real thing. That's why we do this show, is we're trying to get into the weeds of what's real, what isn't real. Um, but, you know, we're we're believers trying to be skeptical. We're not skeptics trying to be believers. Um, <clears throat> that being said... We do. Uh, we are guided by science and reason and, and good evidence. And so, when I don't find enough good evidence, I just go, "Okay, back burner. Let's put that on hold, and we'll pick it up when it's uh, you know more prudent." And so, we will get all into the paranormal next season. Um, I uh, just felt like uh, my mental health was a little bit eh. Hers, Rebecca's health, mental health was a little bit meh. And I know you guys are dealing with that too. And so as an empath, I sense the urgency of mental health. And so that's what we're going to talk about. <clears throat> I do want to mention uh, before we get started uh, that uh, we are going to do all kinds of things next season. Uh, I'm going to be taking a hiatus uh, for one month. And uh, then we're going to get back into season three of Surviving Empathy Podcast. <clears throat> and we're going to talk about all kinds of cool things. And I've got a lot of things in store. In fact, uh, on the hiatus, I'm going to be working on my YouTube channel, which is not a main... It's not going to be my main channel. Like, I'm not going to be up there doing YouTube videos of, Hi, guys! You know, it's going to be more like a supplemental channel for, for people who want to get to know us better. Little videos, little quips, little things, little just, you know, maybe videos that I find interesting that others could watch. Uh, maybe I could link some paranormal videos there, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what's going to be coming uh, during the hiatus. So by next season, season three, we will have a, a YouTube channel. I'm also working on a Patreon uh, subscription account. I, I don't know. Uh, we're working on Patreon to do a tiered system to help empaths and to help people struggling with mental health woes and people who are just the regular working class Joes who are looking for a little bit of inspiration and hope. And that's going to be a resource that I'm going to continue to grow and build over time. So please stay with us. Uh, we are not going anywhere, but um, our mental health sometimes has to uh, come first, just like yours has to sometimes come first. Um, and just since we got COVID, everything got derailed. And so, you know, some seasons, you know, you, you, you get to the finish line running and other times, 
you get to the finish line with diarrhea in your shorts and limping and (laughs) it just is what it is, you know? So, um, that is what it is. So, uh, we are going to talk today, ladies and gentlemen, about mental health. There's an article that is going to be our guide, uh, and we're going to just go through this article and talk as we uh, mentioned different things, uh, but the the article is from Manitoba Healthy Schools. It's from Manitoba, Canada. Pretty random, but um, but we just really it really spoke to us. And so I'm going to have Rebecca read that, and then we're going to simply talk about it. And um, and there's so many little tidbits that it's going to it's going to bring up a lot of good subjects that I think people um because what it does is it talks about good mental health it talks about how to assess your own uh mental health and how and steps you can take to better your own mental health and so uh, you know I think a lot of people who are dealing with mental health problems um <clears throat> they don't know what it is or to what extent it is and a lot of times they don't want to ask the questions because they don't want to feel like they have to do anything about it because they're already feeling anxious they're already feeling discouraged and so we just want people in a way that it is not intrusive to just think about your mental health and whether or not you feel like you need external help but if not a lot of mental health problems can be solved just by a change of perspective and a change of habits so that's what we'll talk about. Uh, but uh, do you want to go ahead and uh, start this article, babe? Sure. And um, yeah, it was. It's part of Manitoba um, Manitoba Healthy Schools, which is awesome. I mean, it shows that mm-hmm. Can- Canada, Canada, Canada actually- is my favorite place. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> actually cares about their people and all aspects of their Wait, lives. Wait, you mean and, socialized medicine is better than know, for-profit right? medicine? No. Weird. I can't I even know, believe right? that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought just the whole idea behind it was very cool. So here we go. Yeah. So it starts off, mental wellness or good mental health is feeling, thinking, and interacting in ways that help you enjoy life and deal effectively with difficult situations. Is a feeling of emotional and spiritual well spiritual well being that respects the importance of culture, equity, social justice, relationships, and personal dignity. Without mental wellness, people can be unable to fulfill their full potential or play an active part in everyday life. Mental health issues can include many areas, from enhancing our emotional well being to treating and preventing mild to severe mental illness to the prevention of suicide. Mental illnesses indirectly affect all Canadians and. And Americans, and Americans and everybody else and for that matter. Yes. <laughs> Through illness in a family member, friend, or colleague, 20% of Canadians will personally experience a mental illness during their lifetime, and more than 70% of adults living with mental health problems develop symptoms in childhood or, or early adolescence, hence their paying attention to it in school-aged children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so don't read the uh, this, and then it goes into the various sections um, so we're just going to go to the sections. We're going to skip the, the list here. Go ahead and... Uh, and actually, I think that was just a whole bunch of other links. So it's just, they're really going all oh, okay. in with this. And I is really, that what that is? Yeah. No, yeah. it's not. See where it says the top benefits of mental illness, and then it goes down into it. See? Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anyway. it's all good. <laughs> okay, so the first section is benefits <clears throat> of mental wellness. Mental wellness gives you a sense of, and there's a whole bunch of bullet points, so I'll just go talk to them, yeah. go through them, and gives you a sense of self-worth, dignity, belonging, problem-solving, self-determination, tolerance, acceptance, and respect for others. So you can? So you can realize your full potential, 
understand and feel good about yourself, relate to others and expand your social support networks, experience pleasure and enjoyment, handle stress, assess challenges and problems, set goals and follow interests, explore choices and make decisions, have power and control over your life, develop good problem-solving and coping skills, and bounce back from negative experiences that everyone encounters. Okay, so real quick, I just want to kind of uh, chime in. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so the, I mean, that's what good mental health is. And we, we try to approach mental health from a place of, you know, kitchen table uh, talk, straight talk. We don't, we don't sugarcoat it. We don't um, try to make it more, you know, because I think when you think and concentrate on your mental health, uh, people have a tendency sometimes to get overwhelmed. It's kind of like, oh, it's like opening up a closet full of fucking cobwebs and shit everywhere. And you're like, I, I can't deal with that right now. No, thanks. And so I just want you guys to understand that all mental health and good mental health is, is sort of um, assessing yourself. And, and you don't have to do it in a way that's um, heavy handed. You don't have to clean the entire closet of cobwebs, if you will. You're just trying to get to a a baseline where you feel good about yourself and you're and you're productive and you can enjoy your life. That's all it's about. It's so let's just, not yeah. overcomplicate that. You know, there are going to be a lot of bullet points here about many different subjects. So don't get overwhelmed if you're not me meeting the mark on all of these. Just think of it in mm -hmm. terms of, you know, we're just trying to give you a better quality of life and, and, and for you to, uh, you know, think about things in, in an objective way where we can um, assess ourselves in a way that isn't judgmental and isn't overwhelming because, uh, you, you know, you may fall in one or more of these categories and that's okay, but we don't have to get overwhelmed. So just look at this as a, a way in which we can uh, get the ball rolling to just sort of clean out the clutter and, and get a, a good baseline of mental health. You don't have to have perfect mental health to have good enough mental health to be a productive person and to have happiness. So yeah, Absolutely. And I just like the fact that it's drawing attention to the fact that just paying attention to the little things can have impacts on <clears throat> all of yeah. your life. Well, yeah, you know, because we... We live this life and we, we collect these experiences for better or for worse. And we develop tics, you know, neuroses. We, we develop idiosyncrasies. We develop coping mechanisms, all these things. Um, and some for the better and some for the worse. But, um, very rarely do we challenge ourselves to think differently and look at things from a new perspective. So that's what this episode is really about is just to go down the list. And uh, talk about these things in a in an open and um, friendly conversational way, uh, so that when you're dealing with mental health problems, perhaps you can just see it in a different light and 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 really remove the stigma, remove the fear and apprehension that we have with battling with our own mental health problems. So yeah, and that's the big thing is the stigma of it. And yeah, I that's one thing that I just so want to get out of our society that we need to be able to take care of ourselves and not look down mm -hmm. on people that are dealing yes. with things. And well, yeah, because a lot of people who out there that look like they're kicking ass and taking names, you know, some of those people are called sociopaths and they don't deal with their mental health. They, they deal with their mental health by not dealing with their mental health. And in doing so, they develop, a, uh, you know, unsavory personalities that um, we all have to deal with. And, uh, 
Rebecca can attest at the grocery store. It is a oh, hodgepodge collection of show. recessive traits, man. Yeah. Woo. Yes, it is. <laughs> and not going to go into it, but yeah, now there's something else going on. But yeah, more drama anyway. at the LBC. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, baby. Let's get started. Okay. So they. Um, this is just kind of some some facts. It says it's called. Did you know? Um, mental wellness is as important to overall well-being as physical health, social and emotional connectedness, and intellectual accomplishment. And that's so true. And people just tend to gloss over the fact that you need to take care of that as well as everything else. Yeah. Next, a UK study found that the specific traits associated with mental wellness at age 10 are significant indicators of employment and earnings at age 26, as significant as academic ability. Yeah. Next, support from family and friends is important for positive mental and physical health. And last, having even one supportive adult can prevent a child slash youth from developing mental disorders and or abusing substances. So we'll try not to, um, you know, wax too heavy on each topic, but let's try to just break those down one by one real quickly. Um, so the first one, mental health is as important to overall well-being as physical, social, emotional connectedness and intellectual Uh, accomplishment so at the end of the day you guys we don't want you guys to be overachievers we don't want you guys to feel like you have to keep up with the joneses Uh, life is not a competition but what it has to do with is feeling connected you know my father didn't feel connected to this life he didn't feel connected to friends and people and so he drank himself into an early grave and um so we just want you guys to feel connected to people this show is all about we're the land of misfit toys we take losers, weirdos, and goobers, and cool kids alike. We're, we're, you know, we want all y'all to be yes, uh, our you. friend and to be a part of our empath tribe because it's not about being an empath. It's about uh, just all the people that just don't quite feel like they fit in. You know, you're talking about round pegs and square holes, or r- square holes and round pegs, however you want to say it. <laughs> um, but we want we want pe- regular folks who don't feel like they're cutting the mustard to feel good enough because who you are and what you look like is who you are, and uh, you were born that way, and the universe wanted you to be that way for a reason. So celebrate it. So um, so that's. Uh, you know, having a sense of accomplishment, having a sense of connectedness to other people. That's important. Uh, go ahead and read that second one, babe, please. Um, the second one was about a UK study that found that specific traits associated with mental wellness at age 10 are significant indicators of employment and earnings at age 26. So I think starting in childhood, yeah. you need to start just helping children and helping their mental health and well being we don't realize how we're accumulating bad mental health or bad traits at a young age and how that um developmentally delays us over time if we don't have good mental health at an early age and so if we have you know sexual abuse or traumas uh, there or or bad pro- poverty or whatever uh, how do you study for or... for a test when you're worried about you know, uh, you know, alcoholic father or worried about, um, you know, being raised in a family full of people who argue all the time or whatever, you know, the case is, but the point is, is that uh, we're all imperfect and we are all raised imperfect. And so, uh, good people come from bad backgrounds and it just happens. And so you have to forgive yourself and you have to learn somehow to forgive the circumstance too, if you can. And this, yeah. And this is basically just stressing the importance of, 
of <clears throat> helping kids realize things at a young age because it does affect you throughout your life. Absolutely. In ways you don't even think about When you're raised or... with poor self-esteem, it, it, it makes you feel like a wallflower. And while we're all about, you know, introverts and um, creative types and shy people and awkward people, um, that's fine if that's who you are. But we don't want you to um, become a wallflower or clam up because you feel like you don't have enough worth. That's the difference is that if you're a little bit introverted, great, you know, that, that if that's who you are. But if there's uh, some part of you that's dying to get out, but just can't because of some emotional problem or some uh, feeling of inferiority, no, that's that just will not do. And so we want to, uh, you know, talk about these things in a, in a consequence free environment where people can just realize, oh, OK, OK, yeah. And started early. Exactly. Yeah. And if we can start kids early with good mental health, um, it's going to create a, a lifetime of good mental health hygiene. Absolutely. And the next one is just talking about how important um, support from family and friends is for positive mental and physical health. Absolutely. Um, you can't get through life without having a support system. And that's why if people don't have a good support system, that's what we're here for. You're, you're, you become a part of our Borg collective. Resistance is futile, guys. Come on, man. <laughs> we're going to get you. We're going to get you. And we're going to take then, care of you. Exactly. And last but not least of those is having even one supportive adult can prevent a child from developing mental disorders <clears throat> or abusing substances. Yeah. So if you had parents that were just on the crazy side or, you know, parents that weren't all that, uh, you know, maybe they're having mental health problems. Maybe they're having substance abuse problems. And, um, and just so just having a grandparent that's kind could make all the difference between having a, a situation that you can tolerate and having a situation where you just can't. And so grandparent, a teacher, a teacher's aide. And that goes to show. And, you know, and that's why, like, I've gotten a few emails and a few uh, messages on Instagram where people thanked me personally uh, for helping them uh, out of a struggle because it made them realize a strength in them that they didn't know they had. And, you know, if I've helped one person, my job is done. But I want to keep helping people. I want to keep helping people feel good enough because at the end of the day, I don't judge people by their looks. I judge people by the content of their character. And having mental health problems is more akin to being a normal human being than not. I mean, and so we're trying to keep up with the Joneses in a society that pretends to be so perfect. But at the end of the day, these people aren't perfect. They're far from it. These people are fucked in the head yep. and they that all need perfect. to reassess because they're turning into sociopaths. And so we want to address these problems where people can become uh, well-adjusted adults, but not in a way that's cheesy or nerd goofy or lame. You know, we want people to have their own edgy personalities and their own sense of uh, identity and coolness, you know, but it's about being able to be the best you. Yeah. Being yourself, but being, but not being afraid to be yourself, even though you might wake up with anxieties or you might wake up with, depressive thoughts or intrusive thoughts or OCD or whatever. I deal with all that shit, you guys. Yeah. So go ahead, babe. Okay. So the next section is what can you do to take care of your mental health? So here, the Canadian Mental Health Association has 10 tips for good mental health. So number go. one, build confidence. Identify your abilities and weaknesses together. Accept them. Build on your abilities and do the best with what you have. Okay, so, I mean, absolutely it. a lot of this is, you know, self-explanatory, but for people who are struggling, it's not so, uh, you know, we, reason and, and, and common sense isn't so common 
when you're in a rut, when you're in a hole, when you just can't seem to find a lifeline. Yeah, just even a simple statement can Mm -hmm. help. Yeah, and and that's why we try to tell you guys to build people up, don't tear people down. Um, Yes, I've talked about negative things in the past because life is inherently real and negative sometimes. But that being said, I always try to build confidence by giving people this understanding that... um, you know, you may not be like me. You may not be as cool as Joe Rogan, but, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, but who wants to be like that? I mean, the truth is, is that's, he's, he's going into sociopathic denial mode, really. I mean, good mental health comes from being yourself and being playful and having a silly heart and having room to, to, to allow yourself to, to mess up and to, have the play to to learn and grow and realize you have weaknesses but don't concentrate on those concentrate on the the things that you're strong at and if if there's somebody that you can build them up and build their confidence especially a young person or especially someone who's down in a in a bad place do it because you you would have no idea just how much that might help them yep for sure okay all right so number two eat right keep fit A balanced diet, exercise, and rest can help you to reduce stress and enjoy life. Okay, so it goes without saying, but the truth is, you guys, is I don't always sleep so great. I have insomnia sometimes caused from anxiety. Um, But but at the same time, you know, like I snacked way too much on those chocolate cookies yesterday. I have a sweet tooth. And we all have sweet tooths. (laughs) I ate an entire pint of ice cream for dinner last night because yesterday I was having a a bad day. I was in a, a emotional rut, if you will. Um, but I slept it off and I felt fine. And so um, the point is, is that, uh, you know, obviously it goes without saying, but um, if you can, you know, just make better decisions here and there, in- incremental stuff, yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be a militant diet. It's, right. You know, just make good choices when you can. Yeah. If you don't make a good choice. That's okay. If you need to eat well, yeah, eating a chocolate chip cookie chocolate or, or <laughs> overeating once or twice here and there is not going to ruin your health. Um, so give yourself a, a break when you when you f- fall flat on on your perfect goals because we all yeah. hold ourselves to such high standards, especially if we're on a diet or especially when uh, you know uh, we don't feel quite worthy or good about ourselves and so people they take a day off from exercising and then they just go and then they end up turning into thor lebowski you know it's like no you're not gonna get fat you're not gonna you're not lazy because you took a day off you know every day is a new day to restart and 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 to make better decisions in the here and now that's what it's about yep absolutely okay all right number three make time for family and friends important relationships need to be nurtured if taken for granted, these people may not be there to share life's joys and sorrows. Yeah, so I've said that uh, many times before. Is that um, uh, if you if you're if you're kind with your time, most people will reciprocate that and be ta- uh, kind with their time as well. Be generous with your time, um, especially with people who probably aren't given the time of day because maybe they're a little bit nerdy or maybe they're a little bit shy or maybe they're new at your job. Um, Don't, don't make life a, um, hang on, Rebecca spilt. Okay. We averted catastrophe. She just, she spilt, uh, dropped her coffee there, but um, you can put that up there, honey. I know. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> um, but the, at the end of the day, we want to lift people up, especially those who uh, maybe don't feel so good or feel so cool or feel so um, complete or whole. You know, when you're, people are people are suffering, you can tell, man. And that's what it means by being an empath. When you can you, you can just get a sense of people by looking at them. Sometimes that can be wrong, but a lot of times it can be right. And so if we see that people are struggling, give them a little bit of extra uh, attention. And, and when you're kind and generous with your time, most people will with you. And it creates a better quality of life. You can't change your financial circumstances always. You can't change uh, the way the injustices and inequalities of life, but you can certainly change your perspective and you can certainly change your attitudes and so if you're the kind of person that just kind of gets triggered easily or holds people to too high of a standard, calm the fuck down, smoke a J, and maybe just spend a little time with yourself and spend a little time with people that maybe you don't normally give the time of day. Um, there's good people in everyone if you just look in the right places. Yeah, and this is actually one that I am trying to work on myself. You know, By the way, don't smoke a J if you don't smoke pot. I'm just, I just mean relax, relax. <laughs> give each other a break. As I was saying, <laughs> this actually is something I am trying to work on because I have a tendency to get introverted, introvertized so much that I don't yeah. reach out to people. Yeah. And I'm just trying to make an effort to even if it's a little text or a little message, just say, yeah. hey, I'm still thinking about well, you. I'm still here. And, and I do that, too, where because I have friends that um, that. I think, like, my friend Mark, he gets upset when I, I go too long without calling him, and then he just texts me, hey, motherfucker, you know. I can tell he's getting a little passive-aggressive because Brian's getting a little too inside his own head, and I'm getting too busy with the show, or I'm getting too busy with my uh, work, that I, I just forget the outside world for a while. And as an empath, I have to do that, because if I don't, um, I feel too exposed and out there, and when I do that, I get anxious, and so... Um, a lot of times I have to tell them, dude, I love you, man. And and you have to know that I'm working on it. I'm trying. Yeah, right. So I try exactly. to show my friends through honesty that um, there's nothing. I don't mean anything by it when I when I ignore you for too long. But yes, if you ignore people for too long, they'll go away. And so make sure you express yourself to those that you care about before yep. it's too late. Yep, absolutely. And number four, give and accept support. Positive friends and healthy family relationships so show their strength during difficult times. Yeah. Just be there for each other. Yeah. Basically. Exactly. You know, um, I think when you carry yourself with a sense of calm and a sense of uh, wisdom and a sense of empowerment, um, you attract people and people feel calm around you. I know as an empath, I get really nervous and anxious around anxious and nervous people. I can't be around oh, yeah. some it people. Their energy too. throws it, me off. Yeah. Like some, It used to be that way with your sister. Not so much anymore. She's much more relaxed now. But when she was going through her anxiety, oh, my God, it gave me anxiety, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing Absolutely. against her. No. It's her, mm-hmm. you know, private stuff. But, I mean, but, yeah, if, when you carry yourself with a sense of relaxed, calm and, and happiness and just a kind of a sense of uh, being pleased with yourself without being arrogant, you know? Uh, it attracts the right people, I think. Yeah, and it's just, it's important to be there for people when they need you, and then they'll be there for you mm. when you need them. That's right. That's what the Empath Tribe's all about, and that's what we're all about. Um, we're about non-judgment. We're about being good to each other, and that doesn't mean we have to be nerds about it, although I am pretty nerdy on it on my 
all by myself, but um, but you know what I mean. Um, we can have fun. We can be silly hearts. We can laugh and goof and still be depressed, still have mental health problems. Don't let a single um, mood or a single activity convince you that something isn't there. If somebody, just because a, ha- a, a, de- a you know, really depressed person smiles once doesn't mean that their problem is solved. There might mm-hmm. be something underlying that um, is continu- causing uh, uh, habitual problems. And so we, we want to address uh, the root of that uh, so that we can stop those in their tracks and, and, continu- and, and prevent further uh, problematic uh, outcomes. Yep, absolutely. So be there for people. That's easy. Yep. Uh, number five, create a meaningful budget. Financial problems cause stress. Overspending on our wants instead of our needs is often the culprit. Yeah, and so, that's yeah, that is definitely important. Although you have to make sure that you be, do allow well, some wants. We've talked about that on the show here. We've talked yeah. about how I have an addiction to t-shirts, and Rebecca has an addiction to makeup and nail polish, and now cross-stitch. more cross stitch. But um, <laughs> but we allot ourselves a certain amount of money that we will spend on useless bullshit. And um, so long as we're not going into debt, so long as we're paying our bills, and so long as we're um, still keeping our eye on the prize, keeping our eye on our goals, our short-term and you know uh, long-term goals, um, there's nothing wrong with uh, allocating a little bit of money to uh, entertainment and fun. It should be a part of your budget. And as with everything, it's about balance. Yeah, too much of it, and you're just, like, broke, and then you wonder where your paycheck went. Yep. Well, it yep. went to bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> that was a story in my life when I was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> when I was working at Bath and Body Works. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, that was the second job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway. Moving um, on. Next one is volunteer. Being involved in community mm. gives a special sense of purpose and satisfaction. Yeah, so yesterday I was having a really... Um, Monday vibe kind of day as an empath. I can't always explain it, but some days I don't feel like I'm living my best life, even though I'm trying to. Um, but I live in a mobile home. I live in rural Oregon. I would rather be a part of the limelight. I'd rather be doing much more than I'm doing, but I'm getting there and I'm growing and I grow impatient and I get tired of things. And sometimes just being in rural Oregon, you know, uh, the heartland, middle America can, can be charming, but it can also be goddamn dumb. And so when you get around too many weird fucking people, it just makes you feel like you're on Mars. And so at the end of the day, and that's not to judge people, but there's just some hateful people out there. There's some weird people, Karens, angry, hateful, and that can um, lead to a lot of problems. Um, but getting back around to my point is that I was talking to a friend who was trying to help me out. Because she could see that I was upset and she uh, said, you know, maybe volunteer, volunteer at a kennel, volunteer at the Humane Society. Um, I personally believe this, and this might be different for you guys, but um, it, it could do a lot of good to see that there are people worse off than you by volunteering at a soup kitchen. It could be gratifying to be around animals or to be in a hospital where you're helping um, perhaps uh, you know, people on their deathbed in a in, in that kind of environment. That might be depressing for some, but for some it might be emotionally gratifying. And so every person's different. Um, but but what I will say is this, and I've told this to Rebecca, and this might not be, uh, and I don't mean this, we should all have a, a spirit of generosity and volunteering 
and charity as often as possible. But if you're in a situation where you're just too broke and too busy and too darn dealing with your own problems, don't add more problems by thinking volunteering is going to take it all away because now you're adding more responsibility and maybe what you need is less responsibility, not more. So all I would say is, is volunteer if you can. Um, it might really help you change your perspective and the sense of charity and doing good for regular people can be a very gratifying thing, but make sure you're in a position to do so. You know, like Rebecca and I, we're working our little tails off. We don't have a lot of extra time. And so at the end of the day, um, I would love to volunteer, but, um, uh, you know, at the, at the end of the day, um, I just don't want her to, um, uh, spread herself so thin that she's not taking care of her own mental health and her own centering. Because when you work a lot, you need time off to center. And if you're not doing that, you're, you're kind of kicking the can down the road, you know? Well, and part of that with me too is realizing that there has to, there would have to be a very, very delicate balance with taking. <clears throat> Volunteering would help my mental health, but I yeah. think also as an empath working like at a humane society, yeah. I would love helping the animals. I'd love being or there dealing with end of then, life patients. Yes. But yeah. then the emotions of it might kind of counteract that. Yeah. That's, like that's I why just... I, I would never, that's why I had to get out of uh, the medical field. You guys, it's because I was dealing with teen pregnancies and sexual abuse and, um, automobile accidents and every kind of fucked up thing in society. And as an empath, I, as a soldier, I put that shit, I stowed that shit aside, but it would come out in the form of dreams and night terrors and uh, cold sweats and um, uh, random feelings of exhaustion or uh, depression. And so as an empath, I realized I'm not supposed to be in the medical field um, because I'm too, I'm too compassionate. I'm too empathetic and uh, I start to absorb all the feelings around me. And so if you're in a hospice care facility or something, uh, you might get a great sense of uh, um, fulfillment out of that. But you also might carry home some of that yeah. feeling of uh, hopelessness about mortality. So be careful what you do. But uh, to each their yeah. own, do what you can do. And, and don't beat yourself up if you can't do more. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on. All right, baby, what do we got? All right, on to the next one. Manage stress. We all have stress in our lives, but learning how to deal with it when it threatens to overwhelm us helps to maintain our mental health. Yeah, so, I mean, managing stress, we've talked about it on the show many, many times. Um, we are all about the management of stress. Um, uh, there's what I call negative stress and positive stress. And um, I, I learned that from Bill Clinton because Bill Clinton was saying, that um, negative stress is like when you're poor and you can never get ahead. That creates negative stress. But when you're a wealthy or a successful person uh, that's doing good work, the kind of work that feels personal and the kind of work that feels gratifying or at least either personally gratifying or financially gratifying, a lot of times that creates positive stress. So you might be meeting deadlines, but you're doing it in a way that feels good for you. Mm -hmm. Whereas yeah. negative stress and negative stressors is when you're, um, you know, just treading water and you feel like you're drowning and you just can't get a leg up. You can't seem to get to the next level. Um, that's when it's time for self-care. Yeah, absolutely. And that can entail... Any number of things, whatever works for you, whatever centers you, whatever. So long as it's you. healthy. Yeah. Because I think managing stress, a lot of people manage stress through smoking marijuana, which I do it at night. 
not till midnight because I'm a I'm a I'm a late bird, you know. I go to bed late, yeah. but I but I, I I smoke it after the end of my day when I know I'm not going to get any emails, I'm not going to get any phone calls, nothing's going to happen. Now I can smoke because now I can turn myself off and I don't have to be uh you know the the guy that runs the podcast I can be the guy that's just sitting with his wife enjoying TV mm-hmm. and so yeah. managing stress you guys uh for me the biggest one is running exercise um I know a lot of people are like fuck that I don't like exercising it's tiresome I get it but you don't have to run 6 miles like I do to to have good health um in fact you know I'm feeling like shit because I've gone two or three days without running and it's like, and I'm not, and I'm avoiding getting to the next level of my fitness. So then I start feeling bad because I'm not getting to that next level. Mm -hmm. I'm not ascending like I want to be. I'm sort of treading water in my fitness, but at least I'm running and I'm getting it out. But yeah, yeah, but the point is, is that you don't have to be an athlete or run six miles to get it. You just want to get your heart running. The American heart association says, uh, that you should get your heart above a certain amount. I can't remember the exact numbers, but they want you to get a good sweat and get get your heart rate above 120 or 130 uh, for at least 20 minutes, three times a week. And if you do that, you're going to sweat out toxins. You're going to sweat out some of your worries and you're going to feel good and, um, and you're going to have better cardio. So it's a win-win-win. Yeah. That's my and advice. That's, yeah. And... <laughs> For me, um, but but consult the doctor first. <laughs> <Exactly>. Disclaimer: <laughs> We're not we're we are not mental health experts. We are simply empaths trying to help people. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, and as far as like exercising and things go, for me, just like a a little walk somewhere helps, yeah. especially if it's out in nature. Yeah, but I well, also just things that I do at home, like playing my little games on my phone, or cross stitching, or reading, or watching. Yeah, a movie anything and, that centers you and makes yeah. you feel. Uh, comfortable mm-hmm. like i read a lot of articles um I, I, re- I read up on like nerdy shit from the new batman stuff coming out uh i read about tech tech reviews i love technology um i'll never buy any of this stuff but mm-hmm. i enjoy it you, i enjoy you know reading about it and, and every once in a while yeah. you know i'm like oh Absolutely. okay yeah learn a little something just find out figure out your thing just the little things and our, of course our ghost stress. shit you know we're always yeah. Watching or reading about that. Yeah, for sure. So, Yes, sir. All right. Number eight, find strength in numbers. Sharing a problem with others who have had similar experiences may help you find a solution and will make you feel less isolated. So obviously this is all, a lot of this is self-explanatory. We're not trying to pander down to anyone. We all know you're smart. We all know you know how to figure this stuff out. But sometimes it helps just to get a reminder when we're kind of, uh, you know, going through stuff, you know. But at the end of the day, finding strength in numbers could be anything from uh, finding a Facebook group who share your similar interests or share your similar problems. Uh, and it could, or it could simply be, uh, you know, church or community or um, just making friends around the neighborhood. You know, being a friend with your neighbor uh, goes a long way in making the world feels a, feel a little bit more kind. Yeah. Or even like I've mentioned before, coworkers. Like I said, I've I'm not shy about talking about things, and I've mm-hmm. you know just in conversations with coworkers, I've said things and then have them 
react in a way like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you dealt with that too. And it just kind of, it forges a connection. It helps you realize you're not by yourself in dealing with what you're And it disarms with. people's guard. When you, when you lower people's guard because they see you're human and vulnerable and real, um, it, it, it disarms them and they're going to be more likely to be themselves. So if you feel like people are like, I get, like when I was working at Lowe's, you know, I'm an old crusty veteran and I get these young people nervous around me and stuff. And I'm like, I'd grab them and, and pat them on the back. Like, lighten up. It's cool. I love you, man. And then <laughs> they'd go, oh, you know, and they'd realize, oh, he likes me. Right. You know, yeah. it's like, no, it's all good, dude. Like, you're fine. Don't, don't be nervous for me. I'm not worth all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, yeah, just sharing yourself, opening yourself up. Yeah, be open about who you are. And helps them well, feel. And that's why I get so frustrated at like job interviews is that I'm intelligent. I'm success driven. Um, I'm, I'm intelligent and I'm, and I'm a responsible human being, but I'm also a silly heart. And so trying to strike that balance, I get upset because you'll go in and you'll, you'll, you go, well, I'm going to show people how responsible I am. And then they think you're a stick in the mud, or then you go in and try to be more of a silly heart, a little bit more light. And they don't think you're responsible enough. It's like, Jesus Christ, you can't go right with these people, you know? So just, you know, read the room when you're around a bunch of uptight people and you can tell that they're just not in the mood for hijinks. Just kind of calm down and be more conservative, small C conservative. Don't yeah. become a Trump supporter accidentally. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but be, you know, be a little bit more with, withdrawn around people who where you can tell they're a little bit more conservative. Um, you're, you know, time and place. You know, you don't want to have too much fun when you're supposed to be in a serious mood, just pretend, you know, I, I, I can't be serious anytime anymore. So I just pretend to be serious occasionally. <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, and kind of the point of the, the strength in numbers thing is just being yourself. You'll have people mm-hmm. realize that you have things in common and just by well, it breaks the ice. Yeah, you absolutely. find out what people are all about. You know, when I, one of the major reasons why I w- made so many friends in the workplace is because they found out that, uh, I was a chef and they love talking about food. And then I, from that point on, I was Bry, Chef Bry. And that, mm-hmm. why do you think I call right. it Chef Bry yeah. Comedy? Because I've been called that for years. Yeah. So it just kind of became my brand. But, um, but people knowing that, um, it disarms them because now I've got, you know, uh, and, and a lot of people think, Oh God, he's a chef. I don't want him to try my food. Nah, dude, I'm also a trailer park kid. I can take it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not judging yeah. you, but you would be surprised how much you can disarm people when you just uh, lighten the mood, break the ice, um, be relaxed, be charming, um, uh, and and find commonalities, common interests. Um, because we should all respect each other's differences, um, and that's a good thing. But um, but what draws us toward each other as friends is that common struggle, is that common uh, sensibilities, or just. Uh, having things in common interests. Yeah. You know, Yep, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. All right. Number nine, identify and deal with moods. We all need to find safe and constructive ways to in- express our feelings of anger, sadness, joy, and fear. Yeah. So there's good ways and bad ways of dealing with your moods. Um, this all goes into emotional intelligence. When I was younger, um, I've always been a little bit moody and testy and I would get in trouble sometimes because I didn't know time and place. 
And so I didn't have the maturity or the skills yet to understand how to either stow that mood for a, a better, different time or to um, get it out in more healthy ways. And so a lot of times if we are uh, not so fond of our job or not so fond of society or not so fond of certain people, uh, it can make us act out in ways that really we get home. We're like, it's like uh, Brad Pitt and uh, once upon a time in mm-hmm. Hollywood mm-hmm. where he's looking back on when he fought Bruce Lee. He's like, <laughs> right. and then he just flashes back. He goes, I get it. I get it. You know, so don't, don't, don't lose on a good opportunities or don't make friend enemies with people that you don't have to just because you're in a sour mood. Just kind of temper yourself, count to 10, relax for a minute. And just, yeah, let yourself realize what, I'm, in a, I'm in a mood today. I'm in a I'm mood and, and eventually um, good moods can float in when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. So just calm and relax and let, let, you know, don't mm-hmm. deny it. Don't bottle yeah. it up, but let it happen. But let it happen in a way that isn't, you know, if you're really in a bad mood and you think you're going to get like in trouble, you know, be careful with that, of course. But I think um, acceptance of our mood, acknowledgement of that uh, brings attention to it. And now we're able to say, okay, well, we're in this bad mood. And um, before you know it, some somebody or something's going to happen that's going to cheer you up. It, yeah, it happens exactly. every and, time. And if, if the feelings had had feelings, it would just be kind of like it would give it gives it a sense of validation. And then you're allowed to move on, work through it, move on instead of suppressing it, because then things come back to bite you in the ass later. So, well, yeah, bottling things up, being closed off, um, repressing things is a very good way of blowing up and exploding later in a antisocial or criminal way. So we should always keep ourselves in check, but that doesn't mean that we have to be in denial. It just means, okay, I'm in a bad mood today, or okay, I'm depressed today, or you know what? I'm angry at something, and what is it that I'm angry at? Like me yesterday, I was angry yesterday, and um, it took a a little bit of digging, but uh, you know, my friend and I came to this realization that I was angry because, frankly, I... I want to live somewhere else. Frankly, I want a better house. Frankly, I want a better career. Frankly, I want to live the adult life that I know I can handle. And when you live in a, an economy that's a bunch of kitty bullshit, you just go, oh. So I think a lot of us are yeah. dealing with that. Yeah. And my thing is, like, if I'm in a bad mood, I will go into work and I will tell my coworkers, I am a salty bitch today. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know. And just getting <laughs> yeah. it out there just helps. And like, making it, making light of making it and light ma- of it. making it mm-hmm. funny is kind of yeah. a way of disarming people so they don't take it seriously if you do yeah. get so a little salty. It's just kind of a know? way, like, just so you know, if mm-hmm. I say something, it's not you, it's me, but it just, but yeah, just getting it out there kind of lessens it a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, you know, like, when acknowledges I, at, it. the last year I was working at Lowe's, I'd go in suicidally fucking tired of shit. I'm like, God, mm-hmm. I hate these people. I hate this place. It's so <laughs> stupid capitalism sucks what the fuck is wrong with corporatism what the fuck you know Mm -hmm. you get all these weird negative thoughts and then before long i would just kind of pre-warn people that i care about yeah i'm a little i'm feeling a little off today and then before you know it people care and you start to that energy starts to encompass over you and you realize when you don't draw attention to it you don't accentuate it but when you can make light of it or at least make people aware of it a lot of times their energy changes to suit you. Yeah. Um, it just, yeah. It helps just and it acknowledging helps, it just helps yeah, it dissipate. Exactly. Case, because you're not in denial, but you're able to sort of 
feel those feelings and then allow them to pass. Yeah, absolutely. So, yep, yeah. for sure. And last but not least, learn to be at peace with yourself. Get to know who you are, what makes you really happy, and learn to balance what you can and cannot change about yourself. And that is a huge one. Oh, that's ginormous. It's the biggest It's the it biggest question since, uh, is there a God, you know? Um, yeah, because at the end of the day, um, peace of mind happens when we accept that which we cannot change. We accept ourself or who we are. We enjoy being ourselves, And that's where not only self-acceptance comes into play, but also um, silliness and sense of humor because, you know, a lot of people, you know, I've always disarmed uh, frustrating situations with humor and then people think I'm being dismissive, but it's like, nah, just do we really have to take ourselves and life that seriously? Because at the end of the day, Life is kind of a shit show. Life is all about drama. Life seems to be hyper uptight and serious out there. And uh, frankly, I just, I don't like being out there a lot because, because I, as an empath, I get around all these energies that um, are just too uptight, too serious. And so I always, I was always trying to break the ice and sometimes that's a good thing, but sometimes people take it like wrong time and place, you know, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, being at peace with yourself, I think, is accepting your flaws, accepting your faults. If you're having a bad day, it's okay. You know, I think the where we get the most amount of problems with mental health is when we um, don't forgive ourselves or let ourselves off the hook. Exactly what I was just thinking. Whether it be that. exercise or diet yeah. or, you know, traits that, you know, we want to do. We, we always think in the ideal and when we don't meet the mark in that ideal, we feel like it's an all or nothing thing. But there is many shades of gray and we should acknowledge <clears throat> incremental progress in ourself. Yeah. And be, and be at peace with ourselves. And realize that things that you would let, sometimes things you would let slide in other people, you don't in yourself. Yeah. And realize we are, that we are you our need worst to critic. Be gentle with yourself and be gentle with yourself. Her. Yeah. And, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of this is, you know, like, I knew going in that a lot of this, my empath tribe or smart cookies, I knew a lot of people are like, duh, Brian, duh. But sometimes you need little reminders. It's I just know a, I do. Right. That's yeah. all this is. This entire episode is just so you guys can like hear other people talk about it in an open way because uh, mental health in our society is so, so very um, stigmatized that people feel like they can't even talk about it. And that's what I think this show is all about and why it's doing so well is because we talk about all the things in between the lines, the things that are left unsaid. And so at the end of the day, if we can talk about all the things that we're all thinking but we don't talk about, Mm -hmm. that's the funnest shit to talk about. That's what we're all about. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, but, so those were the ten uh, yeah. ten ways to uh, so be at peace with yourself. Tips, if, if, whatever you got to do to get there that isn't hurting anybody, do it. You know. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, if you can't stand that you're overweight, it's not about what society thinks; it's about what you think. If you want to lose ten pounds and that's the only way you're going to feel better about yourself because you want to fit into that dress or that shirt that you're going to a anniversary and you don't want to look like a sausage. Then do it. But if you're okay with your weight, then be be okay with that mm-hmm. weight. In other yeah. words, you know, this is not an all or nothing thing. Life is a zero sum game. So anything we can do that's positive, 
anything that we can do that's incrementally progressive in our own personal enrichment and our own personal health and, and uh, mental health, um, that to me is a win, you know, so acknowledge those little triumphs. Yeah, definitely. You know? So there you go. Oh, show. So, so that's another episode of, oh, we got more? Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> then ahead, it babe. just wraps it up by saying mental health promotion raises awareness and understanding of mental health issues and reduces the stigma of mental illness through education and training. Parents right. and teachers can play a significant role in promoting mental health in their children and students. Well, Bring and that's, back to the you know, I talk about a lot related. of, what was that, babe? Oh, I'm just saying that's just kind of bringing it back to the fact that this is geared towards Students and schools yeah, and teachers and This things, is about but. a school system, right. Um, you know, and that's the thing, you guys, is um, at the end of the day, um, what was I going to say? Shit. Hold on. Okay, I remember what I was going to say. Um, you know, we tend in our society to be nostalgic towards the old days because they were a little bit more renegade. They were a little bit more free. Um, but the downside is, is that there wasn't enough awareness in a lot of ways. Mental yeah. health, it's like, quit being a bitch was the only yeah, advice I ever much. got. <laughs> yeah. And so we talk a lot about, on the show about um, how the world is getting worse in some ways. But that's not to say that it isn't getting better in a lot of ways. So I'm okay with the world becoming a little more sensitive and self-aware of mental health, of societal problems um we we've got to uh, you know address the elephant in the room whether it be school shootings whether it be um you know uh, poverty or disease whatever the case might be um i think the best way to deal with that is head on and so i'm just not one of those people to sweep shit under the carpet we're all about taking that stuff out and, 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 you know, laundering it. And, and when you, when you air out your dirty laundry, um, you feel better about it. And so, you know, at the end of the day, whatever you guys can do to promote your own, uh, good mental uh, awareness and your friends and those that you can help. Um, I think the best solution is to be proactive, you know, unless there's a touchy subject, you know, I, I just be proactive about it. I think. Yeah, absolutely. So. And that actually kind of segues into what the next section of the article is about. Um, What can family members do to promote mental wellness? And again, this says has uses children in the tips, Mm -hmm. but it can applies to everybody to to apply to everyone. Yeah, Um, help children to recognize and celebrate their strengths. Yeah, so important for everybody. Yeah, yeah, because we never, you know, I always say that inside every um, hardened adult is a um, a small, uh, innocent child just waiting to come out. We never get over our insecurities fully. We never fully um, stop being sort of that little, innocent, scared child inside because we're mortal and we get sick and we die. And so we're always going to be afraid of something. And so we, we, never, we never fully grow out of our immaturities. We never fully grow up. We never fully... Um, become so self-aware and self-actualized that we are so adult that we just don't have any traits, childlike traits. They're they're always mm-hmm. going to be there. That that inner child yeah. has to be nurtured, I believe. And so when you nurture the inner yeah. child, you're in, you're allowing yourself as an adult to be playful, to have fun, to lighten up, to take a couple steps back. And, and realize as an adult that you don't have to be super serious all the time to be an adult. 
what people think adults are and what they really are are two different things. It's like being a man. Being a man isn't about being macho. Being a man isn't about being, um, you know, pushy and, and tough. It's about being responsible and caring. And, and, and so we have to change our inner monologue of what we think being mature is uh, so that we're not always trying to live up to other people's understanding what that is, because it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. You're too uptight. Yeah, exactly. And it, it can, it relates to working in a grocery store. Um, you know, I was talking about recognizing and celebrating strengths. We have things called kudos cards that, mm-hmm. that customers can fill out if they have a really good experience. We used to get sevens. And, yeah. It was Sevens. just a oh that was yeah that was your thing at, at Lowe's, Lowe's yeah yeah and yeah, and, gold, and it was gold stars and then I think it became sevens and anyway yeah but <laughs> it's like kids gold stars on the fridge right exactly well, none of us you know we is, never fully grow out of this desire to be validated well, no and, and the recognize thing is that people so much concentrate on the negative and they'll complain all day about things but it's rare mm-hmm. for someone to actually say hey this person did a good job and it's so important to hear that once in a while well yeah when I was a kid. That's why I, I think I have, you know, because I, I, I don't have perfect mental health, but I, I feel like I'm my own best counselor in the sense that I've learned coping mechanisms and I've learned pers- how to pull myself out of myself. And pr- you, you gain perspective by, uh, you know, separating yourself from your problems and just looking at them objectively. Um, but I was going to say when I was a kid, uh, part of the reason why I think I'm, you know, I have good mental health is because um, I I went to Baywood Elementary School in Little Town, and we got every Friday we would have an award ceremony, and that would be for all the Baywood bear hugs that were uh, because the teachers would write these things down, and then you would get a Baywood bear hug for being courteous, or you'd get mm-hmm. a Baywood bear hug for yeah. being attentive, or you'd be a Baywood bear hug for you know any number of uh, traits. You know, mm-hmm. fill in the blank with an adjective, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, I got a million of those things because I was a shy little cute kid, you know. Yeah. I was just one of those shy kids that all the teachers adored. I wasn't a teacher's pet or anything, but I was just a shy kid. And I was very well-mannered. And I was very, mm-hmm. can I talk now? Is it okay? <laughs> you know, I had to come out of my shell. And so I got a million of those things. But it helped my self-esteem. And it made me feel yeah. good. And I think that when I started going through puberty... I became a funny little extroverted comedian because, because, um, because in those beginning years and those shy years, um, I wasn't made to feel ridiculous. I was celebrated for having good traits. So I, I yeah. don't know. I and just the whole positive. That goes back to what you were saying about mental health starts at a young age. Yeah, it really does. Absolutely, it definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. So the next tip is provide a safe place where children can talk about things that are concerning them. Yeah, so yeah. that that could anyone. A yeah, safe and that, space to talk. A safe place. You know, uh I always say that this podcast is a uh is straight talk only. And I I actually borrowed that from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 when the mm-hmm. kids would go into session and the the counselor would say, "Okay, straight talk only and here are you guys." And what yeah. that meant is no horse shit. Don't bullshit me with lies. You, you, you come correct and we will come correct. And when you do that, you, you address these problems head on. And so n- no bullshit. Yeah. You no know, bullshit and a judgment free place. Judgment free zone. That's right. Express things. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, next one is help children to problem solve and develop action plans to address difficult situations. 
Yeah. So these days with the gun violence, they're having to train kids to hide and safe spaces. And it's scary. It's scary. And how that uh, can warp a child's uh, sense of wonder and and worldview uh, is, 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 is much more profound than you might think. And so at the end of the day, encouraging children uh, to, um, you know, I lost my train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Oh, okay. Yeah. So helping children to problem solve and develop action plans. You know, I always say, write your problems down. You don't know your problems until you write them down. And while it might, that might seem self-evident, the truth is, is that our brains do not always think or function in uh, tangibles or concrete stuff. It, it's abstract. So sometimes writing stuff down gives concrete uh, validation to what we're feeling in ways. And I, you know, my grandma taught me that, you know, she would write and scribble her problems down. She would crumble it up and then she would give it, throw it away. And that was like giving it to the universe. And so I yeah. learned that to do that. And that's why I do it on Facebook. And that's why some people are like, what's wrong with this guy? It's like, well, because I'm doing what my grandma taught me, because when I put my problems on paper or if I write them down, um, not only do I uh, acknowledge what the problem is, but I'm also starting to create action plans for how to get better with whatever is ailing me. So um, a very clear set of goals to, to you know, c- c- like writing down short-term goals or writing down long-term goals or writing down traits you like in yourself. Whatever you have to do to get through the thing that is holding you up, that's what you do. You write it down. You create an action plan. Yeah. yeah Short-term, exactly. long-term goals. Yep. And how am I going to achieve those? And go get into the weeds. Get into the details of how you're going to achieve those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Adults and children alike. Absolutely. We never uh, grow out of that. No. Next one, encourage children to be active in a variety of school and community activities. And I feel like I've got... From here on out, I'm just going to say people instead of children. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, because this is child centric, but this is focused on school systems, but it applies to everybody, right? Exactly. Um, So say that again. Um, Encourage people to be active in a variety of school and community activities. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you guys, I mean, if you don't feel like being a part of the French club or the math club, I don't blame you. You know, it's not always fun, but. But if you do something, uh, you know, D&D with your friends after school, uh, could be a social club at school, could be, uh, you know, if you like math club or French club, go for it. Mm-hmm. But Whatever me, it is, you know, thing. before I had an opportunity, what was that? I heard a thingy. Hold on, you guys. That was weird. I heard a weird thing. I thought something fell, but it was my chair. I hope I didn't break it. My fat ass. Um, but where was I? Um Oh, oh, when I was a kid, you know, before I even had a chance to know what mental health was, I was already involved in soccer and judo and karate. And uh, I tried Boy Scouts and I call myself a Boy Scout, but I actually was not in the Scouts. I did. Mm-hmm. I did it uh, three times and yeah. it was weird to me and I, it wasn't for me. But that was probably because my Boy Scout master Eh, I didn't like him. <laughs> yeah. I was a brownie and never made it to. A yeah, but scout, but I but... <laughs> encourage that, you know. But the point is, is that uh, you know, going into the military made me a Boy Scout. It made me appreciate everything that you learn in Boy Scouts because what it's about, you know, the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts is all about uh, achievements and getting ribbons for various 
achievements. And that's a lot like karate or something. So I think constructive things uh, that keep your kids entertained and keep them growing and learning um, is a good thing. Uh, idle hands, as they say, are the devil's playthings. And so when you don't have enough constructive things to do, um, it can whittle away not only your sense of achievement, but it can also whittle away your mental health because you're not in a community of people uh, where you're sharing your, you're not sharing yourself, um, but also you, you get a sense of isolation, but then also you start to um, uh, wither on the vine because um, you're not, you're not um, doing something proactive. You got to stay proactive in something. It doesn't have to be necessarily mm-hmm. sports, but for me, that's what worked for me. Soccer. I loved soccer and it, and skateboarding yeah. and, you know, karate. It Dance was my jam. Me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Next one, make sure that children slash people have some time to unwind and relax in between scheduled activities. And that goes for everyone. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I mean when I say is um, let yourself off the hook and find have days where you can center. You know, I've talked about exercise in the past being good for mental health and physical health. Um, but then I've told you stories of uh, fitness friends that I have who go 600 days without taking a single day off. And while, you know, if they can handle that, fine, to each their own. I'm not judging. But um, taking a day off for mental health purposes, um, even if you have to call out once in a great while, don't get in trouble, of course. Don't overdo it. You don't want to overutilize that excuse. But um, self-care days, mental health days, um, days of introspection, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, no. Make sure you um, recenter centering and balance yourself um if you've been around people too much and you need a day to yourself to introvertize mm-hmm. and to get away from people do it yeah. you know yeah it's got to be downtime you got to have downtime you got to recenter like i've learned that uh, even even doing this show here is that it, when i'm too busy if i don't take a day to do nothing i just get off balance i don't mm-hmm. feel like myself anymore so yeah. i just have learned Take a day for yourself and do nothing. Don't schedule anything. Just have fun, you know, uh, fidgeting around, just screwing around, mm-hmm. you know, reading articles, reading a book, you know, playing games, doing nothing. Yeah, absolutely. In other, you know, like a lot of um, a lot of uh, highly uh, successful parents are always putting their kids in into um, activities. Because it makes them more well-adjusted. And while I agree with that, um, sometimes um, they, it's at their own detriment because the kids, they just want a fucking day off or they just want to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, great. you know, allow those kids to be kids, man. You know, they're not your little disciples. They, they, they're children. They're people. They need to learn and grow. And they need time off to center as well. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Yeah. I'm going to combine the next two together because yeah. they kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But help children, people. To understand the connection between physical and mental health and emphasize the importance of healthy lifestyle choices. Yeah. So, I mean, taking care of yourself. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's easy to get into um, bad habits, to overeat, to um, get into destructive patterns of thought where you get obsessive compulsive or intrusive thoughts or maybe you're having insomnia or nightmares or something, anything. It could be uh, drugs and alcohol getting a little bit too much, you know, at the end of the day, you guys, um, uh, just learning how to make good choices 
you know, it's like Bailey Syrian, and I say it now too. Make good choices. Just make good choices for crying out loud. And it will not only feel good, but when you make good choices, you're, 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 you're laying the, the foundation and the groundwork for better days to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's called having discipline. You don't have to yeah. eat the whole cake all at once. Eat a piece of cake. Wait, have some more cake the next day. But you don't have, you know, responsibilities and um, everything in life will come in due time. Give yourself a break if you have to. Um, if you don't have a job where you can allow yourself days to do that, then sometimes, you know, do what you got to do. Call out if you have to. But the point is, is don't let yourself become an incel terrorist just because um, you're not getting enough emotional love or emotional time off or or enough um, connectedness to other people. I mean, that's what happens to these kids, these kids that go out and act out in violence is, is the end of the day. Um, they're not connected to something positive, you know, and it's like uh, Chris, it reminds me of Chris Rock. He talks about, he's like, he's like the trench coat mafia. They had five friends. I didn't have five friends growing up. <laughs> You mean yeah. you couldn't you couldn't get through life with all those friends? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the day, we want to feel connectedness, and if we if you know, it's okay to be different counterculture. Um, just you know, know where the limits are. You can be cool and edgy, you know, and be a uh, you know, like the, the kid, you know, the goth kid, you know, that everybody looks at because he's wearing full makeup in high school. You know, if you need to be different to express yourself, that's okay. But don't act out in ways that are uh, antisocial or, or criminal. That's all. I mean, you know, but at the end of the day, I mean, uh, just developing coping mechanisms that are healthy. Don't drink too much. No moderation. Uh, and, and just get proper diet and proper sleep. And everything else will fall into place, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. And that basically you just talked about what the next one is. Help children learn the skills and empower them to make good decisions. So that's adults need to do that too and then um yeah also talking it says talk about balance and choice with children and you definitely need to start that when you're a kid because yeah Mm. as an adult so many people don't even know how to have a balance about a work-life balance what is balance right they don't or 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 realize that they have choices in things well that's what i love about eastern society and yet eastern society even though they are kind of the um uh they're all about Buddhism and Hinduism and, and balance. Um, their work to uh, school or school to life ratio is off balance. Um, and so uh, a lot of, there's a lot of suicide in Asia because kids, if you don't do well on this one test that determines the rest of your fortune and fame in life, yeah. uh, it's a lot of pressure for a young one. So, yeah. Um, I think we in the West here have it pretty good in the sense that one bad grade, one bad test isn't going to make or break our success. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, um, developing um, uh, just just a good good understanding of of making good choices is incremental and it will uh, serve you well in, in the future. Yeah, and part of that too is is helping kids and adults realize that they do have choices yeah they're they do have a choice to to have a work-life balance or balance with things and you don't have to do things if Mm -hmm. it's going to be detrimental to you well 
for example, like um, I had a problem doing my homework, especially math homework in high school. And so I would just open the book and then I'd go watch, you know, Knight Rider or whatever. <laughs> and then I would go back to it. I'd leave it open on the table and I'd go, oh, fuck this. And then I'd walk away. But then I go, oh, okay, I'll do one. And then I'll do two. Mm-hmm. And then pretty soon I'm actually interested and I'll do the rest. So yeah. uh, for things that we have trouble getting initiated in, I think the best thing is like for me, like when I'm doing research for the show, I open my laptop and just get to the pages that I need. And mm-hmm. if I don't feel like reading them yet, well, that's okay. It's At least there. I'm halfway and, there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you and, know, yeah. uh, my I have a friend, uh, Steve. He's uh, my mom's best friend. He, he used to be a lawyer. Um, he's now a teacher. Um, but he told me something very profound, and um, it stuck with me. And he says, 90% of life is just showing up. The other 10% is uh, effort. And so, wow, you mean only 10% effort? Showing up is most of it. Mm-hmm. Really, it is. Yeah. So just show up, and um, you'd be surprised how easy the effort becomes when you grow adept at uh, good habits. Just, you know, do your homework, get it out of the way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's yeah. not good for, for you because you are you were like me as a kid, well, go to your soccer practice, then come home, then watch Thundercats, and then do your Just homework. Figuring out what how what it works, works for you. Best for you. Well, like yeah. for example, when I can't get into my workouts, I'll work out um, at commercial break. You know, I don't watch a lot of commercials now because we don't watch a lot of cable TV. But yeah. back in the day, I would just do my workouts at commercial breaks, mm-hmm. push-ups, crunches, yeah. curls, whatever. Yeah. You know, so if whatever you got to do to trick yourself into better habits, you know, yeah. write it down. Don't yeah. ever like my mom. She doesn't write anything down, and then she wonders why nothing comes to her. It's like, Mom, you have fibromyalgia. You've got to write shit down. It's not, you know, this is not magic. You know, so when you write things down, um, uh, it, 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 well, like for me, when I did well in school, when I was studying, uh, I would take the, the, the things I learned and I would rewrite the notes. And just by doing that, it helped me learn it. Because it commits way. it to yeah. memory. Yep. So whatever you know. So writing things down is important. It's, yeah, and ultimately, it's just figuring out the things that work for you. Yeah. And implementing that. Absolutely. In living your life. Yes, sir, Rebob. All right. Okay, so the next part we're just kind of going to kind of skip over. It just has some resources as far as schools and School. what they can yeah. do to help with that. Okay. Um, but then the next section is what is a mental health problem? Yeah. So, so real quick, you guys, kind of the root uh, of everything. There's there's two more parts to this, and it is um, what is a mental health problem, and then it goes into what is a mental illness or mental disorder, and it goes into different types, and then it goes what is mental health literacy, and then at the end, where can we go for help? Now that would be specific to your country or your locale your um, community. Um, so we're not going to go into that. But I do believe that um, a lot of people don't understand where the line is in terms of where mm-hmm. their mental health should be, where, yeah. and it's not about being ashamed of it. It's about being aware of it so that we can uh, incrementally get better. And so I think this would be a very good opportunity for people just to self-assess where they're at and uh, what kind of things yeah. we can look out for. That's, yeah. So, yeah. So I'll just go ahead and read it. So yeah. mental health problems are struggles and difficulties that affect everyone from time to time. 
Everyone experiences mental health problems at some time, and these problems can affect their ability to handle day-to-day situations and enjoy life. These types of problems do not always require medical treatment. Some people recover from their mental health problems with self-help and support from others. Others require professional help. And then it goes on to say associated with mental health problems or low self-esteem, frustration or anger, behavior problems, school learning problems, feeling stressed, worry and sleeping problems. Okay, so I want to kind of take over for a minute because um, I talk a lot about um, and I call it sort of um, temporary personality disorders. Now, I'm not a psychologist. You know, don't don't kill me in the comments, as they say on YouTube. Uh But the point is, you guys, is that I try to give you guys ways and means uh, to um, to address your problems in a way that's healthy. So the thing is, is that I don't believe that having low self-esteem in and of itself is is problematic. Um, Having frustration or anger in and of itself isn't necessarily problematic. And so where would you draw the line? Uh, Probably uh, dark. Or, or, or suicidal or, or homicidal uh, or, or anything that's going to get in the way of regular life, you know. Um, and so what I would say, you guys, is that having uh, stress and worry, sleeping problems, school learning problems, behavioral problems, uh, low self-esteem, frustration or anger is normal in small mm-hmm. amounts. It's just kind of can be a... a- warning it's a telltale sign of what might be a problem coming up yeah Yeah, exactly and so and so what i say is and um you know and and you know of course consult your doctor consult your mental health care professional but what i say is is the way to do it is to think of your life and your mind as a uh, temporary construct um, we're all temporarily going through things in various amounts. Sometimes more stress than not. Sometimes we go through little uh, times where we can't sleep quite right. And we don't know what really is going on. Um, uh, for me, I get a lot of these. I get um, frustration or anger a lot because I'm tired of living in a society that isn't taking care of each other. I'm tired of living in a capitalist structure where jobs are low quality of life is low and there's no personal fucking uh, ah, passion in what we do anymore and so what is it doing it's creating a society of disenchants and people with low creativity and low uh sense of hope you know and so what does that do to empaths it bums people out and so if we can create a society that uh, boosts people up to be more creative to be more energetically positive, to be more uh, assertive in their uh, right to exist, um, we're not going to just fall into those automaton traps and jobs that just deny our sense of worth and value. And it doesn't mean we can necessarily get rid of those systems, but if we can make those systems bend to our will and not the other way around, we're going to create a a much more progressive society where people's Mental health is at the forefront of everything that we do. And a lot of the bad practices, the regressive traits, the regressive practices that corporate America uh, does, that that does chip away at people's sense of worth or does chip away at people's sense of um, joy, um, can be addressed in a way where they have to start becoming more attentive and sensitive to their workers uh, we live in this old school mentality that jobs are meant to be tough, 
that we're supposed to be tough, that we're supposed to ignore all these problems and just chug on, chug on. But at the end of the day, where do you draw that line? I mean, what if some guy's depressed and he can't seem to get a leg up and he can't seem to get over his mental health problems and his girlfriend breaks up with him and he goes to work and somebody's mean to him and then he goes home and hangs himself? Guess what? They're complicit because yeah. they ignored the problem. Yeah. And so we need to be a community that all thinks about mental health because, I mean, what is life? Life is people. And life is community, and life is a society. We're a gathering of people uh, trying to function in a society, and if if mental health isn't at the forefront of it, then what in the hell are we doing here for? I mean, isn't that, yeah, I don't know, I find that be. self-evident. Yeah, absolutely. You know, hang yeah. on, you guys, I think the kitty wants in. So the point is, is that not every antisocial trait is a sign of danger, is a sign of problems. Um, we all get down. We all get frustrated and angry. We all get tired of shit. I mean, that's normal. So don't get, don't overanalyze this, but, but they can be telltale signs of a problem that needs addressing in people who might uh you know turn to self-harm or might turn to uh lashing out at society so we have to be aware of those things before it happens we have to nip it in the bud before it becomes a problem Mm -hmm. yep okay go ahead okay so the next thing um it is titled what is a mental illness or mental disorder mental illness or mental disorder refers to a diagnosed condition i.e. depression, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, bipolar disorder, addiction, or schizophrenia that may require medical treatment. The exact cause of many mental illnesses is unknown, but current theories suggest that some illnesses are related to the chemistry of the brain. There are many things that may play a role in causing or triggering your mental illness. For example, genetic factors such as having a parent or close relative with a serious mental illness may increase a person's likelihood of developing one, Stress may act as a trigger for mental disorder or may make it worse. Yeah, so go ahead and read those real quick, and then we'll kind of comment on it. Okay, it just um, just kind of goes into some common mental health issues um, associated with children and youth, but actually they're kind of associated with everyone. So, yeah. Um, anxiety and obsessive-compulsive disorder, bullying and physical violence, says in schools, but that can absolutely happen, absolutely Anywhere happen nowadays, in the workplace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, co-occurring disorders... Eating disorders slash body image affects everyone. Mm-hmm. Mood disorders affects everyone. Psychosis yeah. and schizophrenia, substance abuse and addictions, and suicide. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you guys, um, it's not a good idea to self-diagnose yourself in terms of, uh, you know, you, you need a clinician to do that, to diagnose um, but if you think there's a problem because you're having too many obsessive compulsive thoughts or you're having too many night terrors or your your or whatever you know you're you're too many your your quality of life is going down because of your anxiety or depression or whatever um then it's time to reach out and talk to people talk to your friends talk to your uh, parents talk to your family members talk to a professional um that's when you know it's time um at the end of the day um you know a lot of functional people deal with mental health problems Oh, so yeah, don't absolutely. think that having one is is going to ruin or change your life necessarily. It may not. You know, um, we are functional people, 
but we deal with anxiety and depression. I deal with a little bit of OCD. I, I eat a little bit of deal with a little bit of mood disorder. I'm a mm-hmm. cranky motherfucker. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I, I know that um, that's just life, you know. And um, if I thought I was having problems that were really affecting the quality of my life or, the, or, or impending thoughts that I just can't get rid of, then, oh, okay, I have a problem. And so I think the thing you have to think about with mental health is that it falls into two categories. Um, it could be a chemical and it could be physical. Now, what I mean is, it could be, uh, it, it could be uh, all constructed in your mind and your own thought patterns. In other words, it's purely uh, of your own doing. Just changing your perspective, changing your thought patterns might help. Um, and then sometimes there's lesions on the brain or something physically wrong with the brain that's causing problems. And that could be a problem. And it could be caused from lesions, could be caused from uh, an accident or some injury. Uh, it could be caused from uh, drug and alcohol abuse, um, where it changes your brain chemistry over time. And so um, what I would say, you guys, is at the end of the day, um, you know, assess yourself uh you know, in a way where if it's problematic and it's causing intrusive thoughts, then maybe it's time to start looking for help, you know. But if it's something that you think you can handle on your own, um, you know, I use my depression. My my depression is a not only it's it's a form of my artistic melancholy. It's a form of my creativity. And it's very closely tied to my sense of compassion and my sense of uh, worldliness. And so I don't want to lose all of that because then I might lose the part of me that gives me that edge, you know? So um, for you, it might be different, but if you feel like it's taking away your quality of life, that's when it's time to get, seek either uh, help or seek uh, somebody to talk to. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And there's, there's lots of online resources. There's books, there's, there's so many things. And, and sometimes it can be hard to just even muster up enough what it takes to, reach out to people and look for things like that. And yeah. Well, there's so much stigma even today. We're making great strides, I think in our society and that we are becoming more uh, sophisticated, more self-aware, more, more sensitive in a lot of ways. Um, but capitalism is a motherfucker, you guys. And that's why you see me talk about capitalism so much is that what we learn in schools and at home uh, isn't always the same of what we learn out there in the world. You go out of that big bad world and you go, Jesus fucking Christ, were these people raised by parents or robots? Good gravy. You know, my point is, is that, um, not everybody espouses the, uh, uh morals and, um, and the dignity that we take for granted. And so when we go out in that big bad world, uh, you may find that you have a problem adapting because, uh, you were raised a certain way and it doesn't jive with your sense of what's right and wrong. Or perhaps, um, perhaps they're being, uh, overly tough to the point where it started to make you feel bullied. And so, um, uh, sometimes it can be ourselves and, and, and finding perspective. Uh, other times it's about removing ourselves from negative people or negative situations, uh, because they don't jive with our sense of, of values, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So I've, I've removed myself from many jobs simply because they didn't jive with my values. You know, I was raised by very loving, caring people. Uh, my grandparents and my mom, 
Um, and then uh, I, I immediately went into uh, jobs that uh, couldn't give a flying fuck about me, and uh, it was jarring at first. And so that can be uh, really um, where you, you, you start uh, realizing to what extent life is uh, just so fucking grueling and uh, unrelenting. And, and that can be very jarring for a young person who's just starting out in college or just starting out in uh, sp- sports or just starting out in uh, life, you know, a new job or something. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's why I always try to be, kill them with kindness, you know, like, um, you know, I, I don't like everybody that I work with, but I always, as an empath, I can tell the ones that are awkward and struggling, and I always try to encourage them, because uh, before you know it, you know, they're, they're, they're right as rain, because they just needed somebody to say, I see you, man, and I acknowledge yeah, you, and they just... a huge difference, yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's kind of part of being an older person, is to try to be... Oh, kitty. Good gravy. <laughs> Hold on, you guys. When you can, try to be a mentor for someone or try to just give someone a little, a little there you go, attaboy, yeah. and it can make In- such a huge difference. And It's that's like couples retreat. So Encouragement. To- exactly. <laughs> and that's why it is important that, that kids start learning these things early and learn that there's not a stigma attached to things. And then well, it just helps. We grew up in learn. times that were so mentally... Mental health wise, we're so regressive and recessive and old fashioned that we were told to bottle shit up. We were told to suck it up. We were told to get tough. We were sold, told not to be a pussy and all these things. And while there can be some, uh, you know, truth to that, there can be some, uh, you know, a positivity to that. We do have to learn to suck it up. We do learn how to learn how to get tough. Um, but for people who can't get tough because they were never taught how the coping mechanisms to get tough, uh, these children and, and, and people who are perhaps emotionally, um, you know, emotionally sensitive, uh, that we need to give them tools to learn how, ways to um, cope and learn ways to get stronger. Um, you're not always born with it. Some people are just born extroverted and they just go out and they take off and they just go out into life boom and they're flying whereas uh, some baby birds you know need a little bit more tlc and so we should um we should treat people as individuals not every uh, nobody's a one size fits all thing everybody has we're not cookie cutters we're not we're not all the same we all have yeah. different uh, physical and emotional experiences that make up the sum total of what we are and uh, there is no uh, one size fits all solution that's so did you want to go over that last one? What is mental health literacy? Let's do yeah, that real actually, fast. Yeah. So mental health literacy is the knowledge and beliefs about mental problems and disorders that help us recognize, manage, or prevent them. It includes being able to recognize specific mental health disorders, knowing how to get mental health information, knowledge of risk factors and causes of self-treatments and of professional help mm-hmm. available, and having attitudes that recognize that there is a problem and let us seek help. Yeah. So taking away the stigma and realizing that things happen and being able to recognize them and get help. Yeah. And, and then it goes into parents and educators and, and, and recognizing uh, different factors. And then it goes into stigma and stereotypes, et cetera. And we talked about all that on the show, uh, mm-hmm. trying to remove stigma 
um, from from either mental health or anything at all, really. Um, the, the thing is, at the end of the day, you guys, is that mental health is important because it leads to everything that we are and do in this world. And um, we can't change everything in this world. Um, that doesn't mean that we have to like it. That doesn't mean that it's right. Um, and so that's why we at Surviving Empathy Podcast uh, look to uh, expose all the regressive things in our society um, not to turn our society into a bunch of, uh, you know, entitled wimps or something. We should have inner toughness, but there's enough hardship and, and, and bad stuff going on out in that big bad world where we don't need to pile on. We don't need to make it harder artificially. Exactly. And I think a lot of systems right now, um, are, are getting away with, um, mental health abuses and psychic attacks on people. Um, they're just, they shouldn't be doing it. And capitalism is the number one culprit jobs. I can't tell you, but jobs to me are, have been the worst coworkers that don't have your back, people who don't appreciate you, um, attitudes that pr- propagate and perpetuate mental health problems. Um, I, that's why you hear me talk so much about politics and capitalism and jobs because I believe that's where we spent the most amount of our time and that's where we get, uh, we form the most amount of our, um, beliefs and that's where we have the most problems in society is in our politics and in, uh, our, uh, our work life. Our work life, uh, just uh, because most people come home and they watch TV and it takes care of itself for most folks. Um, but when you're at work, you have to get along with people. You have to try to fit in. You have to try to get something from it that feels personally gratifying to you. And I don't always see that in those types of jobs. And so um, that's why when I worked at Lowe's and retail and different jobs, I went into it with this sort of sense of humor of, fuck it. I'm just, if I get fired, I get fired. I'm going to have fun today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting paid enough and to I've, give a shit I've about this. <laughs> to be more of that mindset. And it makes it easier. Yeah. And it allows you to be yourself. And 90% of the time, it actually benefits you. Well, that's what I mean about having a sense of humor and being teachable and um, uh, just having a a sense of uh, being a silly heart is that it teaches you to not be so uptight and serious. You go out in society and you will fucking learn really quick that some people are not fucking spraying paint with a full can, you guys. They are... (laughs) There is something going on with them that is deep seated and hateful and hurtful. And, uh, they, uh, they, you know, they're not, they're not concerned about how they're fucking up other people's mental health. They're, they're too concerned about their problems. They're too concerned about their, uh, sense of entitlement. And so we have to be careful out in open society because all the love that we get in our family unit, all the love that we get sometimes, um, with our friends and our peer groups, all the love we get in church. Uh, uh, we go out of that real world out there and guess what? Crickets, you're on your own. And sometimes we have to find the, um, the strength to endure when we're not around our friends. Like, the worst thing for me when I was a kid, you know, you have a friend and you're, po- you're empowered at lunch and then you go into a class where you, none of your friends are at. And now you got to fucking be around a bunch of strangers that you don't like. And that was always the hardest for me was learning how to, um, not only at jobs uh, in school. I was going to say that's basically going into a job. But yeah, learning how to exist without having being codependent. 
Because I was so, when I was young, I was very codependent of my friends and my mm-hmm. my um, peer groups. Oh, yeah, me too. And especially with both of us growing up in such small areas. Yeah. You were with these people for years upon years. And yeah. You're just kind of, that was your support because you were always together because it's yeah. such a small and, and, and sometimes it's as small as going into math class and having nobody around to goof with. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like when you start a new job, I started in McDonald's and I didn't have any friends there. And so I kind of had to develop my own sense of self. It's like the uh, days you go into work and, oh, my favorite coworkers. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it bums oh, you out. It helps to have those peer groups. <laughs> um, but like when I was working McDonald's, I was like, oh, sad. And then, um, and then I got my friend Jim to come work with us. And I was like, yay, my best friend's at work now. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, at the end of the day, you guys, mental health is different for everybody. I can't assess what's gonna, what's good and what's bad for you. We are all trying to live on this planet. We're all trying to survive. We're all trying to succeed and live a robust life. And uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, libation's okay. A little bit of uh, beer a little bit of weed at night, you know, in small quantities, uh, could be right for you, may not be right for everybody. Um, we all have coping mechanisms. We're all dealing with stress. We're all dealing with a negative self-talk in ourselves, that inner monologue that's telling us we're not good enough. And we all deal with that, you guys. And that's why it was so hurtful the other day when that vegan friend of mine went off on me. It's like, you don't know how much I hurt. You don't know what's really going on in my heart. And uh, you don't have a right, you know, like you hear she is demanding that I pay attention and be nice to her when she's not being nice to me. Like you're being a fucking hypocrite. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, the world is a mean motherfucker. And um, there is no one size fits all solution. But uh, we wanted to do that episode because it just kind of. I know a lot of it is, you know, like, dear, but for, but sometimes we need sometimes to hear those things. Yeah. We, we forget. Mm-hmm. We don't yeah. talk about it enough yeah. in our society. We don't oftentimes think of ourselves as needing mental health uh, help when we're doing fine. Like me, for example, oh, I'm doing fine. No, I'm not doing fine because yesterday I had a fucking falling out. I had a, or not a falling out, what do you call it? I had a, I had a meltdown. I had an emotional meltdown. Um comes to find out that what it was it was an empath monday vibes thing where i was getting tired of every day living in rural oregon when i miss my friends down in california and the migraine precursor too. and it's a migraine, a migraine precursor but i i miss the sunshine yeah i miss the better times i had in culinary school in la i miss the warmer weather and i'm frankly ever since trump i miss sanity Oh, remember when people used to be saying, oh, those were the days, boy, I tell you. Mm, at least they <laughs> had a facade. It feels like that sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know, of course I kid, but it feels like that sometimes, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So what do we got left? I don't know. Yeah. I all I all I can say is all of this is you're valid. <clears throat> what you're feeling is valid. Yeah. What you're feeling is normal. Yes. And if you need to talk to people, talk to people, reach out to us, reach out to whoever you need to. Yeah. We're here as a support group. We're here as, uh, we are not here as mental health professionals, but we can talk about things. We're not going to give you bad advice. If we don't know something, we just will say, I don't know, you know. 
Um, but at the end of the day, we are here as a resource for impasse, a resource for people struggling with their mental health, a resource for people just tired of the workaday life, struggling, going to that job, going, fuck, what does it all mean, man? I don't know what it all yeah. means, to be honest. It, it mean, It's Me like the, 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 the corporate uh, automaton machine that is programming us all to go to work and punch a clock every day, that day in, day out shit without relent. Oh, man, it. Don't even get me fucking started, dude. Um, because the truth is, is that, um, but we have to find our mental health in that. If we're relying on those systems, if we have a job where we have to go there all the time, you know, it's like, it reminds me of your friend, um, Jody, where she's a little more conservative and she has this like idea in her head that I got to work, 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 work. And I don't think she gives herself enough time off to just take a mm-hmm. fucking chill pill yeah. and take and reassess and that you don't have to come to work. There's no perfect attendance reward here. What are you yeah. doing? Why do you yeah. Why do you suppose she feels put so much pressure on herself? I think part of it's a generational thing because mm-hmm. she's about a decade old. I think it's a conservative thing too. It's a conservative, and thing. and that's the yeah. good thing I'll say about conservatives mm-hmm. is that conservative people have a work ethic, boy. But sometimes, but you have to know where to draw that line. That's all, right? Hurts you and where you need to take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's where a lot of liberals, you know, um, sorry to pick on liberals because I happen to be a little progressive myself, but liberals uh, wimp out and give up way too easily sometimes. So we we got to be tough. We got to learn to 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 develop inner toughness. But But my favorite word balance but there's balance right there has to be a balance there um people go into denial mode people uh, develop um bad habits and bad coping mechanisms to deal with their intrusive thoughts to deal with their stress um they come home it's like your friend sandy you know nice gal workaholic hard worker smart gal but she came home to a bottle of red wine every fucking night, and I think she was drinking two or three of those motherfuckers. Yeah. And that can't be good. Yeah. That can't be healthy. Yeah. I mean, hey, you want to have a glass of wine or two after a, a hard day? Hey, go for it. But um, good Lord. I mean, she took that. You know, and I like Sandy. She's smart. Whip crack. But she she came in, and she was very abusive of people who didn't function on her level. It's like, because we have lives, yeah. dude. Well, Just because you're single and you want to put everything into this, other people don't. We don't get yeah. the gratification out of this like you well, do. So don't judge others. Yeah, the whole, you know. our whole, we never had like a, mm. a formal falling out, but mm-hmm. she completely pulled away from, because we were really good friends. She was I know. like a mentor to me. That's and, how we met. We were yeah, house sitting at yeah, Sandy's house. Exactly. That's when I learned and of her ghost. Her pulling away <clears throat> happened when I literally had... I, I consider it a mental breakdown. And I went to the doctor and said, yeah. I need some time off. She helped me get time off for six weeks to, yeah, to, for remember. mental health. Yeah. And that was when it was stressing me pulling, out too. she started pulling away from me because I think she felt that I was making a too big much deal of out something. something that she wasn't was, a big deal. And she didn't. Well, and that goes into that old school mentality. Yeah. And a lot of you guys might be dealing with that. You know, people who come from, uh, uh, the Midwest and the South, people who come from red states, people who uh, aren't living in uh, sensitive t- uh, places like uh, Seattle or San Francisco, you know, uh, people who are living in the heartland of America uh, deal with some very harsh 
people and some very harsh realities. And a lot of times we're told to suck it up instead of um, dealing or coping yeah. health within a healthy way. Yeah. And so I'm not putting down middle America. I mean, uh, the heartland is the backbone of this country. I absolutely adore it. That being said, um, putting all of your time and effort into working at Target, uh, if you get gratification out of that, great. But, um, you know, when you drop dead and they just drag your body away and stick a new body there, realize at the end of the day that you got to take care of yourself too, bro. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Because I don't think a lot of people, they're too hard on themselves and they, um, the, 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 the main uh, the, the the main attitude in America is work 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 work. But you know, it's like they say, um, you know, the one thing that nobody says on their deathbed is, "I wish I had worked more." Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not lazy. If you got to pay your dues and get ahead, go for it. If you're a workaholic, find balance and work hard. Get get there, but no. That you're barking up the right tree. You know, like I always say, like people put so much effort into jobs where the boss doesn't even notice. When I was at Lowe's, I only fucking, I, when I'd, I'd see my boss, I always come in, and I would fucking look busy as shit while he was there. Bad, boo, bad, bad. And then he'd leave it like, prah, would sit there. And like, like, not because I'm lazy, but you've got to pace yourself, man. Yeah. You're going to work yourself into an early grave. Yeah. You're going to have to do this for 30 plus years dude well, that particular job <laughs> i was that was the medical office i was with for what 12 13 years mm-hmm. and honestly that was as far as mental health goes that mm-hmm. was probably the worst job that i've had yeah and they're in the medical, in the medical field they're field. doctors they are personally like, I mds remember we got in trouble yeah. one time a couple of my coworkers <clears> and i because we were laughing too loud we were actually enjoying ourselves and we God got reprimanded for that yeah, yeah. well and, there's one there's this there's a fine line between horseplay and Good yeah. mental health and and, yeah. and and you know raising morale and you're trying I mean, to raise morale and they're calling it horseplay. Like, understand that? Who the and, fuck are you? I hear yeah. I just heard you laughing a minute ago, Doctor Such yeah. and Such. Yeah, exactly. Because it was yeah. do as I do, do as we want, not do as mm-hmm. I do. And and the, do as the, we the say. place I ended up working at <clears> when we moved to Vancouver too. Yeah, yeah. the the worst mental health places for me as far as taking care of yourself and understanding Were the balance around the medical, the medical do- professionals. Yeah. That is so fucking ironic, and yet yeah. it's it's often true. Mm-hmm. Um, because and that's what happens. And you know, this is where I start getting my socialist tendencies. Um, but doctors shouldn't be seeking wealth. They should be seeking a quality of life ratio and seeking to um, create. Um, uh, positive outcomes for their uh, patients. Um, when it becomes a for-profit thing, um, it removes the um, implicit reason why you should be there, which is to be a healer and a carer. Um, and and uh, unfortunately, when you start thinking more about um, your summer house than your fucking patients, I got a problem with that. Or when it becomes all about the patients and fuck your staff. Mm-hmm. That's... Yeah, right. That too. It can be that as well, Mm -hmm. where it's not even that they intend intentionally are doing it, but they forget that you know, just because I'm your staff doesn't mean I'm not a human being. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. No more medical field for me. Right. So you know, at the end of the day, um, I don't have perfect mental health, but I I do believe I I manage it well because I have a sense of humor about it. Um, there are times where I get intrusive thoughts or anxieties and, um, I guess I've just become brave in the, in the face of fear 
you know, I've learned to tackle my own fears, you know, um, um, but, you know, I learned, you know, in high school that I was uh, going to have depression. Uh, it started actually from a breakup when I moved from one school to another school 400 miles away and uh, I was missing my girlfriend and it was making me down. And I noticed that I would get into this. Um, I would go into a slump. I would I would tune out, turn off, shut down and become incorrigible uh, until I was healed. And then I would slowly but surely become back to myself. And now, thankfully, uh, I don't believe I have any clinical depression, um, but I do still to this day get irritated by life, irritated by people, irritated by systems that can't seem to evolve, can't seem to grow, can't seem to understand the spirit of compassion and love. Um, and so, yeah, I get pissy, but you know, I know that I'm dealing with those things in a good way because I find balance. I, you know, I exercise. Um, I, I, you know, I talk to people all the time about my mental health and my problems. We talk about all our problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, if you guys are having any mental health problems, it's not about stigmatizing it. You don't have to change as a person. It doesn't change who you are. Shit. Some of the most successful people in the world have, um, you know, p- partial bipolarism, schizophrenia, uh, all kinds of things. And so don't think that you can't live an active and fulfilling life with a little bit of mental health stuff. But I don't see, see, my problem with society is that they're creating more mental health problems than they're solving. And so yeah. that's what we're here for is to not, not become militant, but to point fingers at society and say, no, that's regressive. No, that's hateful. No, you're denying people their right to exist, you know, because it's not about turning people into a bunch of woke liberals or something, you know, but but the woke culture has a point. People should be better taken care of. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, I agree with them. I just don't always agree with their methods. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I think a lot of people in the Midwest, in the heartland, in red states, um, you know, they're not allowed to express their fears. They're not allowed to express their phobias. They're not allowed to, um, they have to repress everything, especially men. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and so, you know, the problem with that is, um, you know, that's the, they take advantage of, of that machismo thing. You know, Donald Trump is all about that machismo thing. And that motherfucker is a, his mental health is a bag full of cats on crack, dude. That that guy, that guy is a fucking patchwork of insane. There's no working cognitive processes in that motherfucker. I don't understand it. I don't get it, but whatever. To each yeah. their own. But the point is, is that we don't, it's not because we don't want to create a society of uh, kumbaya hippies. We don't want to create a society, well, maybe a little, maybe but, a little bit. <laughs> but my, the point I'm making is that we're not trying to create a liberal society. We're not trying to create a new world order of hyper-aware, hyper-sensitive people. What we're trying to do is create balance in a society that's too punitive, uh, too greedy, too um, lacking self-awareness. And so at the end of the day, the reason why we fight for progress is because there's not enough progress in our society. 
in our system. So if we can pull a, a center-right country to the center, now we're finding balance. That's what it's all about. And we I know we're kicking dead horses when we say balance, 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 but it is. It's all about yeah. balance. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you got any um, mental health things you want to talk about? Any stories? Um, I just as far as my story, I just for, I never realized for so many years what was going on with me, and then I think yeah. finally I was I was my early thirties, I think, when I was finally like, wow, I might need some chemical help with this. Yeah, and I actually went and talked to my doctor, and mm. that's when I started antidepressants, and they've helped me. So much. And the one thing I would say about the, you guys is there's no harm in needing chemical therapy, but do get diagnosed properly with a good professional. Um, if you don't have strike a connection with your doctor or psychiatrist, find somebody that you like. Um, but then once you start something, understand that less is more, I think. You know, I know that, um, you know, uh, Tom Cruise got in trouble for saying you don't need meds. You mm-hmm. might need meds, but you don't yeah. necessarily need the highest dose. I think starting no, but low. But take it out as an option. Yeah, no. Well, like no, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. But my point simply is, is that um, less is more, I think. And if you can uh, function on a half dose versus a full dose, that's probably for the better because there are sexual side effects and there are, um, you can have anxiety and <clears throat> obsessive traits and that develop because of being overly chemical, mm-hmm. overly treated. Yeah. Uh, so just know where the line is. Mm-hmm. And then also um, reassess every year or so. You might want to go on a different type of med. You might want to go on something that um, cr- causes fewer sexual side effects, you know, because um, how, because you are, your personality is, your bo- brain chemistry, and um, for better or for worse, that's you, boy. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, when you go to put some chemical in your body that's changing your brain chemistry, um, you might take away the best part of yourself inadvertently and not even realize it. Yeah, well, and that's why I've had to learn how to strike a balance with it. Because yeah, the the sadness and the darkness <clears throat> and the melancholy is part of me, and I don't yeah. want to get rid of it completely. I, I don't, don't want to get want rid it. of my creative, just, artistic yeah, funk because it's, it. It, it's what gives me that edge. Yeah, but I, but just I don't also want don't want to be miserable. Overrunning my life. Yes, so exactly. Right. And so the balance of it. Yeah, in. exactly. So everything we talked about, you guys, it's it's about assessing yourself in a fair-minded way. Um and if you think you're having problems, to reach out to people. Um, if you feel like you need uh, meds, that's fine. But um, remember, there, a lot of things can be solved uh, uh, through exercise and communication and healthy coping mechanisms. Um, and and um, bad habits form, I think, when um, we double down on um, you know substance abuse or we double down on, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, and... Next thing you know, you have an alcohol problem or a drug problem or a um, or or you're in denial, great denial about something, and then uh, the the problem persists without treatment. So it's all about just being open to yourself and being uh, kind to yourself, and and just saying yes, I think this is going to turn into a problem if I don't address it. That's what it's about because you know at the end of the day, we don't we don't care if people have a little bit of mental health woes. That's that's part of life, I think. Especially in mm-hmm. this society, 
that we've created. We're we're not living in magic and rainbowville. We're living in harsh economic times where people are scared of uh, losing their house, scared of losing their job, you know. And so we're we're talking about unprecedented, uh, fearful things that are valid. Kids going to school, wondering about some psycho coming in and shooting up the joint. Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, yeah. that is some weird, scary shit that we didn't have to deal with as kids. No, not at all. You know, and so we are living in different times. And that's what I see happening in our politics is on the one hand, the, the, the woke culture is getting almost too sensitive. And then the conservative culture is getting too harsh and hardened. And uh, there has to be some middle ground there where we can acknowledge our mental health woes and find balance and um, find inner toughness. But, um, you know, dealing with fucked up shit all the time is not a healthy coping mechanism. We, you know, if you're at a job that's just making you cry all the time or a job that's making you feel like shit, um, chances are it might not be the right thing for you because it depends on the the people around you you know i think when you have good people around you it can really make a difference yeah absolutely so any final thoughts babe not really yeah just like i said before just be kind to yourself yeah be kind to yourself yourself, be honest with yourself um Mm -hmm. seek help um i will leave in the summary uh some hotlines for suicide prevention and some mental health uh resources um but at the end of the day you guys um have a sense of humor about life but um don't 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 um if you have a real issue going on man don't don't laugh it off do do something about it it's quite all right yeah having a sense of humor doesn't mean going into denial yeah you know for sure and we tend to do that to protect ourselves you know like oh comes back to bite you in the ass later so exactly so that's our show for today. One great big mental health review. One big mental health uh, breakdown. I hope you guys got something from it. Rebecca and I uh, aren't living great, robust lives uh, because of our perfect mental health. We're living good, happy, robust lives despite our imperfect mental health. Um, but it's a work in progress. It's a give and take. You know, two steps forward, one step back. It's okay. Uh, success is not a straight line. It, there will be many, many days where you will fail, and there will be many, many triumphs to come. So just be patient um, and keep, you know, hammering away at your goals, hammering away at your successes, hammering away at things you want to improve on. Um, and, um, you know, have have a social group, man. Don't don't get too inside your own head like I do. I'll sit here by myself for hours on end. I'll get too inside my own head. And before I know it, I'm all uptight about shit. And then I'm like, God, man, I gotta go. I gotta get out. I gotta get out of this place. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta lighten up. You know, I gotta get around some folks and have some fun, you know? Yeah. So, uh, just know where the line is. Um, but, uh, thank you for joining me. That is a uh, season two, you guys. Um, a lot of it was mental health centric. We will be getting into cryptids. We will be getting into portals. I'm going to do these episodes still, um, but I wanted to do more research. I wanted to do it right because I've got a lot of thoughts about portals and EVPs in the spirit realm and uh, discerning fact from fiction. It's going to be a good one. We're only going to be off one month, you guys, one month. Um, don't forget about us. Remember, I've got a Patreon coming that's going to be starting before Season 3. 
Um, I'm going to have a YouTube channel up, um, a supplemental YouTube channel. Um, but um, at the end of the day, you guys, don't forget about us. It's only four weeks, you guys. <laughs> but I get burned out. You know, it's a three month, three months. I creatively, I get burned out. I need to recharge my batteries, and I gotta work on my book, and I gotta work on my comedy, and I gotta work on my Patreon and my YouTube. So. It gives me time to do that without having to worry about the show. Um, so I'm still working. I don't, I take a couple days off, but then it's back to work for, for this guy. Um, but I do it because I love you guys. I, I do it because I care about people. Um, yeah, I come off like a smart ass, but no, man, I love people. I really do. Um, <clears throat> and I hope we're helping people that are perhaps growing up in repressive or regressive situations. Um, I had a friend reach out to me the other day. And man, it meant so much to me, and I won't mention who, but she talked about growing up in a religious commune and how she's now finding her um, freedom and finding her um, self and her identity in a situation where it oppressed her in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I was like, good Lord, thank goodness. And like, you've got a friend in us, man. Like, call me. I don't, I don't, you know, yes, I know that, you know, we're public figures and a lot of people talk the talk but rebecca and i will literally call you we'll call it motherfucker you want what you need help i'll call you i'll, I'll text i don't like, <laughs> yeah I don't she like won't call <laughs> she, you know what i gotta use my words right. i'll text you <laughs> but the point is that we really do care about society we really do care about empaths we really do care about um getting down to the bottom things with the paranormal and with mental health and with uh learning more about how we can create a more robust society um we can't change the realities of the world but we can certainly chip away at it we can certainly tip the scales in our favor and make them relent to our needs not the other way around that's what it's all about yes it is so baby yes what you thinking i'm what you thinking i'm I'm thinking it's two hours and Man. Oh, we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. We talked our little ass it, off. Yeah. No, I <clears throat> I really enjoy doing this and I hope we can reach people and help people. Yeah, because I mean, I'm not. We gotta look I, out I, for each other. Do I have a self-interest in this? Of course. But it's only because I don't want to work at Target. I want to help people. And so I'm very passionate about that. I mean what I say. And I care about you guys. And so... Um, thank you guys so very much for your support and your well wishes when we caught COVID. We're fine now. Thank you so very much for your stories. <laughs> Makes me fucking emotional, man. Some of the people I think we've helped along the way, and um, I think there's more to come. And Sure, we get a couple haters drinking their haterade, but for the most part, you guys have been awesome. Awesome, awesome, yes, awesome. There's such good people in this world, and you just got to find each other. Yep. That's what it's about, yeah. building an empath tribe and taking over the world so I can... I said the other day, uh, I'm, t- I'm, I'm taking over the world so I can hand it to you. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> cheesy. But you know what I mean. I, I want to help folks. So we will be back for season three in uno mas. Wait, uno... What is this month? <laughs> uh, mesa. Ma- wait, no. dos mesa. Mes- Mesa's table. <laughs> hold on you guys i gotta look it up okay we we talked to the google machine i don't know can't believe i forgot that i took four years of spanish oh, I know. Yeah. but um yeah we will be back in uno mess 
That's one month, and in that time, I will have a Patreon page going up. So look for that. Look for, look on my social media for that. Um, uh, but thank you guys so very much for your kindness, your support, your friendship. Thank you guys so very much for listening to the show. Um, if you guys want certain topics addressed, message me on the Instagram. Uh, you can reach me at Chef Bry Comedy. That's Chef B R Y, or simply search Surviving Empathy Podcast. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I am on Facebook, and uh, soon to be on YouTube and Patreon. And you can reach Rebecca at Spooky Nerdy Gal. Shit, yeah, son. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you guys. We love you. We will see you. Um, we're gonna do a bunch of ghost stuff. I promise you that we'll be getting into spring and uh, mental health. We'll hopefully uh, go into kind of the back burner. We can start talking about ghosts, and we can talk about demons, and we can talk about EVPs and the spirit realm. And what is that? And is it real? Go to the Bitfoot Festival. Yeah, we got a ton of stuff coming up. So don't think for a second that we're done. We have only just begun. So thanks, you guys. Have a good one. We love you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.